0: Welcome to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA.
1: If you have any questions about mortgages or real estate, give us a call at 521-TALK. That's 521-8255 or text us at 580-580.
2: i with Paul Rushforth. And leading- Frank <laughs> Napolitano. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll rush for it. Will buy your house, but never buys breakfast.
3: Oh, here we go
2: already. <laughs> hey, thanks for the coffee, Frank. Yeah. That was great again. You're Welcome. <laughs> bought one for Greg. Bought breakfast for our producer Steven. So nice. And I Paul see. just
4: strolls in here at five to eleven.
0: Hey, he's, he's kind of like Elvis, you know?
4: Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of speaking of food, uh, here by the way, my son is in Mexico calling me on the phone right now, forgetting him on the radio. What's money? <laughs> What's well, it's, money? It's different time. It's different time in Mexico. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> speaking of food, um, I had. Uh, the pleasure of eating in a restaurant this week. Uh, a friend of mine, Spencer Warren, is, is part owner, and I believe your cousin is the other, uh, also a majority owner in the in the restaurant, Pizza Lantica in Manitowoc on Main Street, uh delicious wood fired pizza. They just won the best pizza in Ottawa on Faces Magazine. Oh nice. Yeah, pizza Atlant- pizza dot ca <laughs> yeah. is the website, but I strongly recommend you try this out. It is some delicious pizza.
2: Everybody in Barhaven and Manitic has been there, guaranteed. Yeah. So they so, uh but you know, I was saying off the show, few. You, you probably couldn't even order this morning for a pizza today. They're probably sold out already. Because really? that, that oven only makes so many pizzas once the orders are done, they can't they can't make them any faster, so. Yeah, uh, great experience. Awesome. Great experience, yeah.
0: Awesome. Oh, maybe they can add another oven now. Yeah, congrats maybe. to Joe and Anna. Yeah. should
2: have called me, though. I would have been a better partner. In <laughs> <laughs> you would have eaten all <laughs> the profits. That's, that's, that's <laughs> true. That's why they didn't call me, probably.
0: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> true. <laughs> hey, the canal is is done, didn't even open this year, and this was the year I was going for a skate.
4: First time in 53 years. Actually, we did a team event yesterday. We just did a happy hour, but it was supposed to be skating on the canal and happy hour. But uh, we obviously didn't do so the a canal. little
0: more happy hour time. Oh, well,
4: our, our one to three happy hour turned into one to five, but it's just because I love seeing my team. So, but uh, yeah, it's it's tough. First time in fifty three years no skating on the canal, which is too bad. Because huh. I wonder if the huts there are gonna pay are
2: gonna have to register for vacant tax. You know, oh yeah, vacant unit tax. tax. yeah. just like sure. our friend Mister Trudeau. I wonder if he's paying vacant tax for twenty four Sussex <laughs> <laughs> personally out of his pocket. Yeah, exactly. No, no. Uh, all joking aside, I think you know uh, people need to realize that they have to go on if they haven't done it yet you got to go on the city of ottawa site and register your home otherwise what happens if you don't chasing you. they'll probably connect with you or they could send you a letter saying if you don't go on and do
4: it uh, we're going to charge you the vacant which is what 1% tax. 1% of your assessed value so but here's the thing if you're selling or you're buying so it's very very important to, for realtors to listen to this as well if you're selling someone's house you need proof that they've filled out that form because this new buyer could come in and buy the house and then get stuck with this tax bill. So make sure if you're selling your home, you have proof that you actually filled out this form. And if you're buying a home, make sure your realtor asks for proof that they have filled out that vacant unit tax form. Because if they haven't, I believe the date is March 15th or 16th, they have until to do it. Um, if they haven't, let's say you're this new buyer of this, let's say seven $800,000 home and it's assessed at, let's say 600000 and all of a sudden you move into this house and they didn't do it and you get hit with a $6,000 tax bill even though it wasn't even your house because they had not filled out the form. It's very easy, but make sure you fill out the form and it's not just for investment properties, it's for every house in Ottawa except for commercial. Now,
0: how long does it have to be vacant for?
4: Well, they ask, I believe it's uh, it has to be- um, Six months or something. Because uh, there's- Again, there's people that go
2: down south for the winter.
0: Well, there's people going down it's south, vacant. and there's also people selling their homes that have moved out and say it doesn't sell for three, four months. They're
2: still okay. I would think so. If the yeah. house is for sale, I would think there's an exemption there. The whole idea behind it is to... And listen, there's lots of detractors to this tax across Canada, like Toronto's talking about doing it because... That's yeah, easy money. But again, people are saying, wait a second. It's my house. <clears throat> why do I have to pay an extra tax? If I want to leave my house empty, it's my business. Why, why is the government trying to make money off of... And if there's a shortage of homes, then build more. Why Why is it on me? So there are detractors out there that say it's not fair that we're having to pay a tax because we put our money into a house and we
4: choose to leave it empty. So. It's more to deter uh, speculators, people coming in and, and buying properties and sitting on them for a couple of years, waiting for their values to go up. Very prominent in Vancouver, very prominent in Toronto. For foreign. Not as... But right. it's but it's also vacant unit tax, right? Like I mean, if, right. But
2: it was intended for foreign
4: buyers yes. that were buying them and then just yes. staying in their own country.
2: While well, foreign buyers can't buy anymore, so yeah. they've piled these on now. Where and that's where the detractors are coming in. they're saying, "Well, wait a second. If this was intended for foreign buyers, leaving the houses empty." Well, if that's the case, foreign buyers can't buy anymore. So let's—we don't have to put this tax in because
4: foreign buyers aren't allowed to buy for the next two years. Well, what I'm shocked about is they haven't hit you with some sort of—you have to fill this form out, and it's 1999 or something, <laughs> trying to make money. But <laughs> but I but I will caution everybody: whether it's your principal residence, whether it's an investment property. You have to do it, so make sure it's done before. I believe it's March fifteenth or sixteenth. Make sure it's done, and obviously, especially if you're buying or selling, make sure you know your or your realtor knows to ask for the right things when you're purchasing a property and when you're going to sell a property because it's very, very important. Now here's the obvious
0: question: Have you done it? I've done it for all my oh, okay. properties. Okay. Yeah? It's, it's, like it's, it only
4: take it only takes you know as long three, as you got your
2: three. tax bill because there's a number that's on your tax bill. Unless you've got online, if you got an online account, City of Ottawa, it's easier as well. But if you don't, then there's, again, it's the seniors, right? So for the seniors, it's difficult because a lot of them aren't computer savvy. And it's all online.
4: And
0: it's It's, all online. Now, is it 1% of what your taxes are or is it 1% of the assessed value? 1% of the assessed value. So we're talking, you know, hundreds and
4: hundreds of thousands of dollars. So if you forget to do it and all of a sudden they turn around and even though it's your principal residence and they hit you with a 1% tax on that assessed value... You got to pay it. You forgot to fill out the form. So make sure you fill out the form. Super, super important.
0: Yeah, but it must be a fine. It's got to be a fine as opposed to charging you the whole nut. Because if you're living there and you just didn't fill it out. It's brand new. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what they're going to do? But, you got to check though. It's worth but, checking. But it's, it's worth
4: checking. So, I mean, and, and there's a lot of people like we're selling homes for a couple of people this week that I asked them if they've done it and they're like, what is that? I'm like, Oh, God. Like, if you don't know what that is, you need to, first of all, you should have got a letter. I got a letter in the mail and I'm like, I'm sure you guys got letters in the mail saying, you know, fill, go to this website and fill out this form. It's, it's a waste of time. It takes about four or five minutes per property to do it. It's still a waste of time, but you got to do it and then have proof that you've done it just in case, especially if you're buying or selling.
0: I guess that'll be something lawyers would be looking at now when you're closing. It's going to be very
4: important. We put it in all our clauses now that we, we have a clause in there that we, we ask for proof that you have filled it out, that you know proof that the, the form is done because the last thing we want is, a, and especially in the buy side, it's going to be so important on the buy side. If we're representing a buyer and we don't ask for that. That's our problem. We need to ask for that, that it's done, that we're not going to get stuck with a tax. After you're paying seven, eight, nine, a million dollars for a home, then you get stuck with another tax. You don't want that. So make sure it's filled out. Very important.
0: Is the urea formaldehyde, Clause still in there? Oh, it's still in there. Really? Game.
4: Yeah, it's still in the in, in the in the pre-printed clauses in the form. Yeah. Okay, Steve. For us,
2: for most of us that are younger than you, what's urea formaldehyde?
4: For
0: <laughs> You're more familiar with urethra? Yeah. <laughs> Aretha Franklin, I'm thinking, but <laughs> diarrhea. <mom. laughs> hey, Rita's been waiting. Let's go to the phone. Say hello to Rita. Hi, Rita.
1: Good morning. How are you?
0: Oh, we're great. How's, How's your urea formaldehyde? Oh. <laughs>
1: Yeah, that was before my time. No high. Yeah, time. me too. <laughs> I don't know I don't know what price
0: talking
1: about. Well so my comment is I find because I have a home to sell and the prices, you know, like my home has of course gone up in value. I've been here eighteen years. I feel that there needs to be a paradigm shift because I am now at such a disadvantage because I can't go and look at a home until I get a firm offer on my home because the bank will not let me keep this house and buy another house. But that was always
2: like that though. Like, you know, except for the last two years where the market was absolutely absurd and, you know, you couldn't, there's no way that you can um, sell your house before you buy because you don't know that you're going to get a home where it's always been historically been that you sell your house first and then you buy as long as there's inventory out there now. If if you don't have a lot of financing on your existing home, I think you can just because your bank says no doesn't mean it's no. Just to make it clear, so I worked at a bank for twenty two years, and you know I always used to think that. And again, the bank trains their their people like that: say no, but tell them they won't get it anywhere. And that's the farthest thing from the truth. There are still lenders out there that are extremely creative, and common sense approach takes effect. So if you've got um, I don't know. Do you have a mortgage on your existing home? Yeah, a small mortgage. A small mortgage. So so if you've got a small mortgage, worst case scenario, there's lenders out there that'll say, in a worst case scenario, if you can't sell your property, at the very least you'll be able to rent it and easily offset that mortgage. So
4: we're um, also we're also in a market too right now where you know over the last two years you couldn't put offers in on properties conditional on you selling your house. We are seeing that again. So you can go look for a property if you find the right one. Uh, if it's not super super hot, a super hot neighborhood, you could put an offer in on that property conditional on you selling your house. And usually there's, well, not usually, there is a date in there. Usually it's, you know, anywhere from 30 to 60 days, you have to sell your property. Uh, and if, if you can't, if the other people haven't got another offer on the property, they might extend that for you, but mm. you might get bumped. So if you put an offer conditional on the sale of your property and somebody, the home still remains active, but somebody comes in. And, and, and bumps you off that.
0: you used, you wouldn't get bumped. You'd have the first rate of refusal. You'd
4: have first rate of refusal. That's what it's called, first rate of refusal. Usually it's 24 to 48 hours to say, yes, I got to back away or no, I will firm up on this offer. At least it gives you some time to sell your house. But we're seeing a, a, a definitely a shift. Over the last two years, my advice was you 100% have to buy first. Now you 100% have to sell first it's just the way the shift is i mean before it was like a. it It was was, always like that we're back where we were we're we're back where we're we're back in a very common ottawa market where it's it's probably smarter to sell first before you buy especially with inventory starting to increase you're going to have more opportunity once you sell the only way to, to counteract that would be to put an offer conditional on the sale of your house and it's back being quite common to do that now because the market has shifted
0: there's a simple answer to this rita what? Paul will guarantee your your house. He'll buy your house from you on paper. Well,
1: and and speaking of that, how how exactly does that work?
0: Well, what I do is I give you a
4: percentage of market value, uh, minus the commission. And that's what I put on paper. Um, I take about 120 days to sell the property. If it doesn't sell in 120 days, or the
2: offers for 120 days, the offers for,
4: it. yeah, the offers for 120 days. And if, and if I don't sell your property in 120 days, I step up and buy it. Um, and the percentages can go, it all depends on where your house is, condition of your house, I could give you anywhere from, you know, 92 to 95, maybe 96% of market value. It all depends on what you're, you know, it's, it's based on what, what I want to do. But it
0: would allow Rita to go and buy another it house. It
4: would allow Rita to, you have a firm cash offer in your, on your hands and you could go buy another property. And what we do is once we sell your house for a better dollar, we just rip up my contract and you take the better dollar. So it's more what we call it. It's a guaranteed sale program, but what it really is, is an insurance policy that your house is sold. Hopefully we're going to get you more money in your pocket, but at yeah. least, you know, you can go to the bank and say, my house is sold for this now i can move on and buy another home
1: right because if you wait to sell and then you're at the mercy of the market and i just find first-time home buyers are are snapping up all the new listings that are decently priced because i want to downsize so i want what they want but i can't compete with them because i have to sell my house
4: yeah but you can what area are you looking in
1: Uh orleans
4: Okay, so in Orleans, it's, it's, it, you will have the opportunity to put an offer conditional on the sale of your property. What t- type of home are you looking for?
1: Uh, maybe an end-unit town or something like attached by garage only, something like that.
0: You know what you'll find, though? There's not going to be much difference in what you get for your place and the new towns. That gap is really closed a lot. There, now. There's actually a new home builder that just put out a release yesterday for
4: brand-new townhomes in Orleans, 599 nine nine, brand-new where that used to be a a, a rundown shack, right? Now it's, so So now anyone who's selling a townhouse, unfortunately, is competing with those brand new 599 townhomes, which is tough because, you know, just two months ago, just two months ago, I went and gave a price to somebody and that price is gone now. It's totally gone. But anyways, good questions, Rita. If you want to connect with me, I'm more than happy to help with you. And like I said, Rita, he'll buy your house. Just
0: don't expect him to buy you breakfast. Thanks, Rita. All right, thanks a lot. Bye-bye. 521-TALK, 521-8255. We will be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Not only with Paul Rushworth, not
4: only with Frank Napolitano. We got Greg Tilly with us. Greg is my uh, photographer and videographer. He joined us. He used to work for another company and he was- uh, He bo- does parties and stuff? <laughs> <you know>? <laughs> <laughs> he was he was by far the best in the city and um, just the circumstances allowed us for me to hire him. And now he does all our videos, all our property shots, uh, uh, videos, floor plans and, and things like that. And So I, I thought we'd bring- You did my place,
0: didn't you, when I sold?
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah
4: absolutely. So I thought I'd bring Greg on to uh, talk about some of the- funny things he's seen and some of the stories he's seen as well as as what's so important uh, and some of the questions you get asked when you're walking through somebody's home. Did you do Paul's house too? Did you video like when he was
3: selling his? Like did you have to tell him to take down all his (laughs) self-portraits? No, he says he got paid to do (laughs) 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 mine. Paul Paul got some great advice on uh, decluttering and uh, making his house saleable. And taking down all his pictures of himself. (laughs) Greg, (laughs) Greg, when you
0: walk into a house You get an impression immediately, right? That, okay, I'm going to shoot it this way, this way. What's the biggest problem you see most often when you walk into a house that, okay, we got to change this for sure?
3: A lot of times when people, so the biggest thing is get get some advice first before I'm coming in. Like when I'm getting there to get the photos, the photos are going to be the most important thing in marketing your property. That's going to be people's initial impression. Everybody sees it on the MLS first, on websites, on Facebook, on Instagram that's how they're booking appointments to go see it. So get somebody in first. Get your realtor in to give you that advice to get it set up. The second thing is I see people leaving way too much stuff in. Declutter, declutter, declutter. And when you think you've done it, take 10% more out. I know it's very emotional for people selling their house. It's their stuff. They've lived with it for years, decades sometimes, and it's hard to do that. But keep in mind, it's going to be somebody else's house. And you want them to, you want buyer, potential buyers coming in going, oh, I could totally live here.
0: Yeah. And the minute it's, listen, it's not your house anymore. It, 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 exactly. It's like a museum. A it's, home, not, it's
3: not right? your house. You, we were talking yesterday,
4: the three things that uh, the buyers are really looking for. Do you remember what we were talking about? Yeah.
3: So uh, but a year and a half ago, the National Association of Realtors, NARP, uh, did a, they, they do this every couple of years, did a study, like a buyer profile study. And what they were asking uh, buyers was what's most important to you when you're looking at a listing, you know, initially with your initial impressions and obviously photos were first. Yeah. Like people are making their judgment on photos. If they don't like how it looks, they're not, they're not going to see it one way or the other. Number two was that all the information is there, right? So anything about you know, appliances included taxes, you know, write up the write up on it, all that kind of stuff, you know, information about, you know, <clears throat> schools, parks, all that stuff. The number three thing, and this was the surprising one to me, was floor plans. Yeah. I was
4: surprised when he was telling me this yesterday. Floor it, plans. It,
3: it, it, and they. the list was <clears throat> 10 or 12 things that they had on the list. Video and, and 3D walkthrough tours were way down the list compared to floor plans, and that really surprised me. So, you know, buyers are really – really liking the the information that they can get off a floor plan, see the flow of the property.
4: Now, Greg, since you've come on board, what, what are the services now we provide for all our sellers?
3: So all the sellers we're doing, obviously photos, uh, you know, best we can get out of it. Um, videos on most properties, um, you know, sometimes like if we have a, a tenanted property and the tenants are, you know, not as keen, you know, whatever, we may not do that. But uh, 3D walkthroughs, we're doing floor plans on every property. Um, Measure, and then measurements. Um, measurements, yeah. All and and, and
4: country properties, like this would have been perfect for yours, Steve. I think we actually did it, but we do drone too. Yeah, you did do yeah. that. Where, where we're allowed. There's certain areas we yeah. cannot do drone. And and listen, the other thing too is, Greg, there's, if, let's say it's a new construction and you have houses in the back that aren't finished. They look like crap. A drone, he can't edit that. So and,
0: the a re- and, a, and a regular postage stamp log. You don't want a do, drone. It, unless you've got a you know. tremendous you know, pool and yeah. great
3: area. To we, we had a seller a, a few months ago that was very insistent that we do drone on it. So I popped it up and took some shots. You know, I went back, popped it up, did some shots, and then said, you know, it doesn't doesn't do anything to it. Yeah, there's yeah, construction. There's, no added value. there's construction porta potties, yeah. <laughs> you know, sitting like yeah. it. So you, you have to be very you know conscientious of of what's around your. So properties. would
0: you sell that as a granny
3: flat then? <laughs> <laughs> you know, where the floor plans
2: come in is, um, and, and and today we're seeing people that want to open up. You know, maybe they've got a dining room, but there's a wall between the dining room and the kitchen. They want to open it up. That's where the floor plans really come in handy because you know what's in those walls, so that you know what expense you're going to go through you know, if it's full of pipes and it's a load-bearing wall, it's much more expensive than if it's not a load-bearing wall.
4: Well, the other thing, the other thing, uh, Greg, uh, here's a question I want to ask you, because you've been doing this for years. Before he was working with me, he was, you know, he was easily the top in the city. Uh, you know, you've, been through thousands and thousands of thousands of homes, what's either the strangest or the weirdest thing you've ever seen in a home? That we can talk about. That I can say uh, yeah. on live radio, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> you've had some beauties. We were talking yesterday about one of the agents on the team that always seems to get just these hoarder houses and awful houses, and you must have seen some beauty things.
0: Have you had to Photoshop many toys? <laughs> <laughs> it's happened. Yeah, <laughs> and polls. Yeah, you know.
3: definitely. I, I mean, yeah, I, you know... Try to keep this as PG as possible, but... Uh, Sex rooms, probably. <laughs> I've had wrong. to Photoshop out stripper poles. Like, you know, like... Uh, uh, you they're know, dancing poles. Dancing. Yeah. Thank you, friends. Yeah, <laughs> and they're for exercise. Yeah. And, yeah. and
0: Paul only has the one.
4: Yeah. He didn't mention it was my house that he had to yeah. do to <laughs>
3: No, and I mean, that's one thing. We have to be very careful about what we Photoshop out, you know, and, and in touching up the photos, we can't misrepresent a property. You know, something something like a dancing pole, um, you know, is certainly not a permanent part of the home. You know, we can Photoshop that kind of stuff. Unless out. on the
0: floor plan, you put exercise room. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but the yeah. one
4: thing that Greg's actually liking now is before he would do, how many would you do when you're with your other company? How many did you do in a day? Oh, Frick, be doing in the busy season four or four, five a day. So he'd be just going boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Now he's not doing quite as many, so he gets to spend more time with the clients and help them get the home the way they want it and things like that. So. Yeah,
3: and I mean that's one of the people always have questions when I'm walking in the door. I, you know, for most people, they don't they sell a house every what's the average five five to six seven years, years five yeah. to seven years. You know, so things and you forget crow. you forget yeah.
0: quite quickly.
3: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. You know, so going in, so I get a lot of questions walking in the door. Oh. You know, let me know if we should move anything. Let me know, you know, whatever. So, you know, the, you know, working with Paul and the team has been amazing, but it also gives me the the ability just to slow down a little bit in the house and you know, really help the client and walk through which I which I'm really enjoying. And
0: the one thing you don't get with Greg mm. is that reflection picture in the bathroom.
3: Oh, you
4: you must
0: cringe when you look at listings and you
4: see a realtor taking it with their iPhone and they're in the bathroom. Yeah. Before we go to break, I was just thinking about something. Dora's amazing on the radio. Josh is amazing on the radio. I might have a third person help me on the radio when I'm away. <laughs> He's got a radio voice. He and totally a, does. A face for TV, totally does. You, I think but... I got Greg. Greg could video himself and do the radio show for me. De- definitely a face for uh, radio.
0: <laughs> now you're comparing them to you, though, right? <laughs> we should probably set that bar a bit higher. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Greg. Yeah, thanks for having me on, guys. Feel free to pop in any time. <laughs> yep. good, especially when Paul's talking. Five two one talk five two one eight two five five. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. Frank Napolitano here, Paul Rushforth here. All right, we haven't talked about rates yet. and uh, uh, Should we tread there's lately a reason. There's, there's a, a reason a... <laughs> we haven't talked about rates. <laughs> Please tell me the bond market has gone down. Mm, no. I wish I could tell you that. Yeah, not so much, huh? No. The
2: job reports obviously um, ha- has a lot to do with it. The inflation numbers came in positive this week. Uh, 5.9. Um, and I I really feel like the market will really start to settle down on March 8th when hopefully, fingers crossed, Tiff Macklem announces that he's, he's paused the increase. Is that, so but, that, is that what you think? Eight in a row, yeah. I think he's going to pause. I think in the US, there's a couple more increases.
0: But what about uh, the rumors with the job market being so good that he might have to Bump That's it up another 25 basis points. So if you dig a little
2: deeper into the labor market and the jobs that were created, what percentage of jobs do you think were um, of the 150,000 were taken by people between the ages of 55 and 64? Ooh.
4: Well, I'm going to say high because uh, uh, it should be low, but I'm going to say high. I'm going to say a large. large 40%. Point.
2: Yeah. Like that number doesn't jive because there's something wrong when. You would expect that at 55 to 64, they're exiting the labor market, not going into the labor market. And yet, 40% of that 150,000 jobs that were created were created for people that were between the ages of 55 and 64. Benjamin Tell, very good economist, awesome economist, one of the better ones in Canada with CIBC, also indicated that in the US, there are 16 million Americans that are on long COVID relief. So what that means is they're off work. And their jobs have been taken by other people. So hence, we're seeing the aggressive job numbers. He feels though, by March and April, those benefits that these people that are on long COVID will expire. And we're going to start to see the job report go the other way. And you're going to see big months. Again, most of us are left scratching our heads. We create 150,000 jobs, but the unemployment rate stays the same. Like that's that's the part that's really difficult. And the same thing in the US where they created 517,000
4: and it barely moved at all. So, how many of those jobs, Frank? Do you think are second jobs? People who can't afford to pay for things and they need to take a second job? Do they? Is there a percentage on that one? Do they? They say haven't
2: it? said, but I imagine <clears throat> that percentage has got to be high. I think there's a lot of people that are taking these, you know, industry jobs, service industry jobs, where they're going to work on a Friday, Saturday, just to get a little bit of extra cash so that they can get by because of the cost of everything. You know, it's interesting to read all these articles and. <laughs> Uh, you know the other one that's being looked at right now are the grocery stores because their profits have gone up tremendously, yeah. even though they've come back uh, to the government and said, "Listen, we're not we're not jacking rates. We're just going with the inflation." But they're not because their profits are significantly higher than what the inflation's gone up. So, um, you know, but you know, they talked about inflation. So food, they said, is ten point four percent year over year. I don't know about you, and I don't go grocery shopping that often. Paul probably never does, but. Uh, <laughs> Every you know, story but, comes with a jab, eh? Every does, story. Why not? You're, you're easy to jab at. No, but honestly, <laughs> I mean, you know, for anybody that's listening, if if you went grocery shopping last year and it was $100, my money is on, there's no way that today that that same group of of things are $110. No. It feels like 130, 140, easily, 150. So easily. I don't know how that number is 10.4% when, because 10. 10%, you would feel it, but not to the effect that people are talking about. People are, Really struggling and saying like, you know, chicken breast that we used to get, that used to cost us six dollars, are now nine dollars. Well, that's not ten percent. That's thirty percent.
4: That's thirty three percent. Tell the, me, that's
0: the average, though, right?
4: Tell, tell me if you think. Tell me if you think this is right, Frank. So I did a, an article this this week, like a blog post article, and they're asking me what I see happening coming up in twenty twenty three, and I said everything is de- is dependent on rates, obviously, and I said on March eighth when they make that decision. There's so much optimism, I believe, right now in the market. On March eighth, if they raise that even a quarter point, I feel like it might pop that bubble and get us right back down to more of a buyer's market and it'll hurt. It'll hurt. It'll hurt. No but, question, it'll but hurt. But if they keep it the same or lower it, which are not, but if they keep it the same or lower it, I think we're heading for a very robust market, is my opinion.
2: Yeah. What you know, what I see is it feels like we're we st- we're still in for some bumpy rides. We've still got some speed bumps along the way. But there's no question that you know, Bank of Canada, if they raise it, that'll definitely be the last time because inflation numbers are going to come down tremendously now. Now we're hitting the peaks of when the inflation numbers were really high. And even if you look at – yeah, They you want to bring it down
0: to 2%, right? Well,
2: I don't think it's going to take long to get there because of the fact that it got so high that when they're doing year over year – even diesel fuel, which I know you've got a diesel vehicle. I mean, it wasn't long ago that you were paying two two twenty. Today, it's a dollar sixty, a dollar seventy.
4: Some some was almost paying two forty, two fifty. Right, for and
2: now it's a dollar sixty, you know, a yep. dollar seventy. So, but that's the fuel that truckers use, the eighteen wheelers that are moving your groceries and moving the stuff from store to store. So, there's no question. But again, there's always a lagging effect. So when we see that price come down, it's two or three months away before we really start to see it reflecting on on food prices. So. You know, I really think the inflation number is going to come down tremendously. I think that right now we've seen the bond markets go up, but a lot of it is because it's what's happening south of the border, not necessarily north of the border. <laughs> but I think on March 8th, if Tiff Macklem leaves bank prime the way it is, I truly believe that we're going to see the bond markets start to retract a little bit and then retract a little bit heavier at, towards the latter part of the spring and into the summer where we'll really start to see mortgage rates drop at that point.
0: But all the talk is around prime. What about the five-year mortgages? What's happening there?
2: So it's crazy that the five-year mortgages are the best-priced mortgages that are out there today. So the lowest rate you're going to get is on a five-year mortgage, and every other term is more expensive than the five-year. So right from one-year to four-year to variable to seven to ten-year, the five-year is the best-priced one. So it just shows you that you know Canadians like that mortgage, and the banks are, are tailoring to, to that specific clientele. There's still too many clients that are scared and are being told by their banks that rates are going to continue to go up, and to lock in now. Which, you know, I I I would caution people. And if you're really nervous and you're not going to sleep at nighttime, then do it. But honestly, I think you're really going to wake up six months from now, eight months from now, and kick yourself and say, "I wish I wouldn't have locked into a five year," because the five year rates are expected to be lower by just a little bit in the next six months. But I think a year from now will really probably see the five-year rates in the threes. I,
4: I like how Frank and I are on the same page with this. Like we tell the same story and the same message. I, I've actually put some posts out there and stuff like that. I've actually had some mortgage brokers jump down my throat saying, that's BS, rates are going up. And I'm like, well, I, I, I don't think they are, right? And I, you're right, there's, there's some and people- small increments,
2: <clears throat> yes. Like in, you know, over a two or three week period because labor yeah. numbers come out. But if you look at short to middle term to long term- I truly, truly, truly believe that interest rates are coming down because they cannot stay at this elevated level. And not that we're gonna have delinquencies going up, but this market needs first time home buyers. The the housing market, the real estate market, the economy itself needs first time home buyers. If first-time home buyers are not coming into the market, the whole the whole economy comes to a stop. It really does because it first-time home buyers really spur lots of and it's just not real estate, it's just not mortgages. First time home buyers are the ones that go out and buy things at stores. Like they need to be homeowners yeah. to, to spend some money. And if they're not homeowners and they're renters, they're just doing the basic everyday stuff, not the renovations, not everything else. I keep
4: about. I keep an eye on the rental market all the time. And the rental market is so high. Like what is there right now? There's uh, like seven or 800 rentals on the market right now. So with that many rentals, you'd be thinking that, oh, the rental prices would be coming down. Wrong, there's so many first time home buyers are now becoming renters that the prices are actually going up. So, I keep an eye on that to see when the first time home buyers are coming back into the market because if that continues, it means the first time home buyers are now locked in for a year at rent.
2: You're yeah, right, so, they're staying as renters, right? staying as they're not, renters, they're not choosing to be first time home
4: because they can't. And yeah. if, you, if, but if you're but if you a renter paying $2,500 a month for a simple townhome, how do you ever get out of that? That's yeah. a lot of money.
2: Well, well how do you say Yeah, save, Because right? it's hard to save, yeah, that's the problem. How do you right? save for that you, down payment? You start paying that amount of rent. Where a few years mm-hmm. ago, a couple of years ago, you'd be able to say, "Yeah," and the rent would have been 1800 but your mortgage payment would have been about 1800 And you can say, I'll buy because I'm going to build some equity on it. Where yeah. today, the problem with the rates being as high as they are and qualifying at 2% more than what the contract rate is, you can't qualify. So now you're paying $2,500 in rent. But if you would purchase and if you can't purchase and if you can't qualify, you're you're looking at 3200 $3,400 a month. So that's the disconnect right now. We need to get that number down. Not the rents up, but we need to get the the mortgage payments down.
4: So so I I've, I've been saying this for the longest time now. I've been saying, you know, we, you got 6 months to buy, you got 6 months to buy, and then I I shortened it and I said I'm wrong. Like uh, you got I think you got 3 or 4 months to buy until we start going up. When I see builders drop homes the way they do, I saw a builder the, yesterday I told you that they dropped their townhouse prices, brand new townhomes, and it's a builder that comes with the hardwood, the granites and yeah. all that stuff. And they've dropped them to 599 during the pandemic. Those were at $7, 750 775 Some of them are at $8. they have dropped them to 599 And I'm telling you, there's no room to drop anymore. They're going to go back up. As soon as the rates start coming down, millennials jump back in this market. That 599 townhome will be $699. Now, get it, get that, into
0: the market. Does that price affect resales only in that area or in general now?
4: It'll, it'll affect them in general, but... I, I look at Ottawa on a different approach. Uh, I don't care about Ontario. I don't care about Canada. No, it, I
0: mean, if a builder is doing it in Orleans, is this going to affect the price of a town in Canada or are other builders going to just follow suit?
4: Well, it all, like what I, was, what I was trying to get at is I, I never look at the national numbers. I never look at Ontario numbers. I look at Ottawa numbers. And then I also segment all the different areas because Orleans is not Canada. Canada is not Barhaven. Barhaven is not R- Riverside South. But one thing I can tell you is when you get questioned from... You know, someone says, "You know, should I be selling my house now?" And you look, and it's a townhouse in X, and there's 32 comparables. Might not be the smartest time to sell your house, but if there's someone, if there's a builder, so this builder now that's selling those townhomes for 599. If there's a builder in Canada that has a similar townhome for 699, there's no difference, $100,000 between Canada and Orleans. Yeah. So those have to come down. So when you see the builders come down, you know we're near the bottom, the rock bottom of this market, and we're about to take off. Because like Frank said, there's they're not coming down yet, but if if they keep them steady halfway through in March, if they keep that, that steady, no increase, no decrease, I think the optimism is going to go up even more. People are being able to stomach this four and three quarters or whatever the five-year rate is right now. They're able to stomach that a little bit more, even though Frank's saying don't lock in, I wouldn't either, but they can stomach these rates a little bit knowing that they are coming down. And I think the people that are sitting on the sideline, like you can't time the stock market, you can't time the real estate market but I'm timing it about three to four months. If you don't get in within three to four months, you might be in a, in a little bit of trouble. And right. we're also heading into
0: our busiest season. We're
4: heading into our busiest season. Inventory is going to start coming up and if there's any inclination that rates are going to moderate or, or come down a little bit, it's going to be like a, a savage dog on a bone. I think it's going to be like that because there's, we can't, even though the inventory is starting to come up, we have nowhere near the amount of inventory we need to, to satisfy everything. And keep in mind, we have 500 immigrants a year coming into Canada. Where are they going to live? Oh, into Ottawa, maybe not. Canada, way
0: more. We're getting no, f- no, you said 500 immigrants. You meant more. Yeah. 500,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah 500, What did I say, 500? Yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, we got, we got 500. 500 is just Frank's really. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah, yeah, yeah. laughs> sorry,
4: we, we got 500,000 immigrants coming into Canada every year as of 2024. Right now, there's already four and a quarter coming in, but 500,000 is a huge number. Where are they going to live? We need yeah. to keep building and building and building, and it's going to be just a frenzy once the rates start coming down.
0: 521-TALK, 521-8255. We'll be right back. We return to Open House, the real estate and mortgage show on News Talk 580 CFRA. We are back. Paul Rushforth, Frank DePolitano, Steve Gregory here. Um, You forgot Greg Tilly. Greg is here. Yep. Yeah, but he Gregory. Put his, he put his camera away, so obviously, uh, you know, he's not coming back on. Again, <laughs> or else it, it would just defeat the purpose, right? Well, he's always <laughs> here if you need, need any questions answered. Yep. We've got Stephen Gregory Tilly in, yep. in the house. Stephen, what are you mad at me? <laughs> no, Stephen Gregory Tilly. <laughs> yep. See, it's all flows uh, nicely. <clears throat> we should have started our own company. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, if you're concerned when you're talking to a banker or a mortgage broker that they're not the everyman, let me just tell you that there's a broker. In this building right now, that actually went to see wrestling. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I know.
4: The best part is, is Frank's sending videos on, on social media and stuff, and I respond to him because he's right on the floor.
0: You can't say he's not the every man. And,
4: and I, so I responded to him. I said, Frank, you're too old to be at wrestling. That's for kids.
2: No, I'm not. But I'll tell you, they got it down pat. They know how to make money.
4: Yeah, they do, actually. No
2: word of a lie. An hour and a half line up to get any kind of merchandise. An hour and a half, the wow. whole night, apparently. Yeah. I, I talked to a friend of mine who's security there, and he said, Frank, the whole night. And they sell these championship belts for 450 bucks. Yeah, I would have seen five or 600 people walking around with them. It is incredible, the merchandising money that they make, and the people are really into it. Listen, I love the show. I love the, the glitter. I really do. Like, it's... They really put on a
4: good show. But, you know what? And I know it's fake. My kids? It's fake. It's mm-hmm. entertainment. That's why it's called hey, entertainment. Don't ruin that for Greg. He okay. didn't know it was fake. <laughs> you know what? My kids, and, and let me use the word kids, used to be into wrestling. Yeah, but when they were little, seven. When they are seven. But they're a little bit too old now, Frank. So yeah. That
2: place was full of actually a lot of a, a, a lot of kids who were between the ages of 16 and 25 was the most uh, – uh the biggest age group that was there. So. Really?
0: so it was fun. So not sixty plus then. Not sixty plus. <laughs>
2: no. No. I was with one your, of the older with, people there. With your probably. walker. Like, Did you yes, bring your walker? No, no. Right to... Did they have no, a seniors it discount fun. for they? <laughs> <laughs> <Nope. laughs> uh, no. Uh oh. you know what? Um hey. Hey I'm telling you if own. you
0: want to talk something money with somebody who's not afraid to get into the trenches. <laughs> yeah that's yep. Frank guy. Is your guy. Yeah. Yep. All right, now stopped. back to rates for a quick second. Yeah. Uh we keep talking about the possibility of the five-year coming down, say, in the next few months or so. Yep. So if I'm if I'm renewing my mortgage now, am I biting the variable bullet for a little while?
2: Yeah, it depends on your appetite for... for my um, appetite
0: is to save money uh, overall.
2: Of course. And that's why I say to people, if that's what you want to do, listen, it's going to come with a little bit of a higher cost to begin with. But there isn't one economist out there that doesn't believe that we're heading into a recession. So every single economist... now. What varies is the level of the recession, whether it's going to be a minor recession or or a bigger recession. But there's no question that we're heading into a recession. The reason that builders are able to drop their prices is because the cost of goods have come back down. And the labor market, when it comes to construction, isn't as crazy as it's been over the last – because a lot of people are pulling back from doing renovations to their homes because they can't afford them now. Mm-hmm. because It's just too expensive to do it. And a lot of people were doing them back then because they were seeing the prices of homes go up so much that they were saying, I'll do the renovation then. Like, I don't want to move. I don't want to go through the trouble of selling mine and buying another one. I'm going to overpay.
4: And money's money was cheap back
2: and then. And money was cheaper. So now that it's more expensive, people are staying away from the renovations. Therefore, the tradespeople are now more available, and they're not able to ask for premium dollars to do the work. So you're seeing that come down. That's why builders and the cost of materials to build a house have come down tremendously. So, so – we're seeing that right now. So at the end of the day, with interest rates being higher, it, it is impacting the economy. and the, But again, they're lagging. Like everything is a lagging. So I think – I honestly believe that March, April, May, we're really going to start to see the true labor numbers. They're going to come down. Our unemployment will likely start to go up. Our inflation is going to come down but people are still going to be very hesitant to spend money still because it's still going to be more expensive than it was a year a year and a half ago so but would
0: you consider a 1 or 3 year or I wouldn't would you-
2: consider a 1 year because the 1 year is more expensive in some cases than the variable is if you if you get a decent rate on the variable so you're better off to go a variable because a variable at least gives you the option to convert it to a fixed at some point <clears throat> if you qualify for it if you qual- but the 1 year is just as tough to qualify because yeah. you have to add 2 percentage points and the one one year mortgages are earn the sixes they start with a six generally speaking so so obviously they're popular right? well they're not popular it's because the bond markets are inverted because we're heading into a recession so we're seeing the one-year bond is more more expensive a better return you're getting a better return on a one-year bond than if you're investing in a five-year bond right now so um you know I just think that it's a tough decision for people to make because the renewal is already coming up at the wrong time for a lot of them they're saying I, why couldn't my renewal have been a year ago when the rates were at the threes yeah. now I'm it's on and it is. It's, it's it's unfortunate. It's bad luck. It's just – but you're not committed. You shouldn't be committed to having to take a five-year fix. You should have the option to look at a five-year variable, pay a little bit of a premium up front, knowing that the likelihood is pretty high that fixed rates will come down. And then you'll be able to convert that variable into a five-year fix maybe six months, nine months, a year from now when the rate's – Maybe you've hit the low fours or mid threes to high threes, and then you feel much more comfortable locking in for five but years. Speak to somebody you trust. Don't just
0: throw a dart at you know, a dartboard.
4: Do you know what my commercial mortgages are at? I'm floating rates. Yeah, you're I, So they call, the it, they call it floating rate minus 1%. Floating rate is 8.8. I'm at 7.8 on my commercial mortgages. Yeah. And yeah. keep in mind they're not small mortgages <laughs> no uh, but they're so if feeling you'd like to you would like to help right? paul out it's 7882122 yeah. i to be honest with you i'm not sure how businesses are surviving because just my two mortgages on my two buildings have gone up $5000 a month wow since the rates have come up $5000 and a in month.
2: your case i mean you've got a tenant it's not like you can say <laughs> to the tenant oh by the way your rent's got to go up because my mortgage payment went up that's yep. that's that's part of the problem right yep, is that it is is, is yep. that you've got to absorb it
0: yep now you mentioned there's about 2,500 listings right now. Yep. Ordinarily at the end of February.
4: Well, if you looked at 2017, 2018, 2019, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but we would have been in the sixes. We would have probably had about 6,000 listings on the market right now.
0: So do you see that number multiplying quickly over the next, say, I don't know, three, four or five weeks? N- no, because we were low all last year as well. Uh, I don't see it. Um, but it's the spring market.
4: Yeah. Yeah. It's the spring market. We will see more hitting the market. Uh, but like I said, come March, usually we, everyone starts to hit the market. And when I tell people to hit the market now to get ahead of the curve, because there's no competition on the market. Come March, April, May, the, the listings should start coming onto the market. That announcement on March 8th is going to be super important to see what people do. If it's positive, I think people are going to start hitting the market right away. If it's negative, you might see some people hold off if they don't have to sell, they may not sell.
0: But if I want to sell, wouldn't I want to get on when there's only 2,500 listings? Absolutely.
4: That's yeah. why I tell people to get on now, because we could be looking a month from now, we could be talking about 3,500 listings. And where we're seeing the huge influx of listings is usually in areas where it's newer homes with lots of new home builders. That's when we're seeing tons of inventory on the market. You know, when you look at the Orleans, the the Canadas, you look at the Stittsville, Finley Creek, all those areas, there's a lot of builders in there and there's a lot of inventory on the market. And then you look at some of the older, more established areas that don't have any new home builders in there. And there's, you know, I, I look in, in Chapel Hill North where my girlfriend used to live. There's two homes on the market. Wow. Two, you know, like, and, and, you know, they're. Ooh, that's your competition, right? Whereas you go over to some of the newer areas, there might be 35 townhomes on the area, on, on, the, on the market. So, so it's,
0: speak to you first.
4: Speak to us first because last week I gave advice to someone to hold off and someone else to list right away. Yeah. So, it's, so speak to us first because, I mean, if you have to sell, you have to sell. But if you're deciding on whether to sell now and you don't really have to sell or can you wait here, depending on where you are in the city, I might give you a different advice.
0: All right, any uh, wrestlers having birthdays, Frank?
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, I said my good friend, Pat, I called him Shirelli, it's Shirello, so I promised him that I would correct him, who celebrate his 65th birthday from Central Paving, and uh, yeah. we mock him a little bit, but anyway, he's uh, in retirement, he's actually going to become a driving instructor, so... Oh, Uh, wow. And there's a joke behind that. How's his stress level? uh, (laughs) Well, let's just say that parking is a little bit of a challenge for him. So (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, So, uh, Sandy Williamson uh, turned 50 this week. So happy birthday to Sandy, one of our underwriters. Uh, Zina uh, Najjar, one of our agents, uh, had her birthday yesterday. And another one of our agents, Rose, who actually now works out of Edmonton, but still with our team celebrating her birthday. And my niece, Vanessa. Happy birthday, Vanessa.
4: Uh, I don't have any birthdays. I want to thank Greg for coming on and doing such a great job and for not mentioning, when I said what's the strangest thing you've ever seen, not mentioning Frank's house when you videoed Frank's well, house. Okay? Listen, he loves my two kitchens. He <laughs> loves he loves the plastic on the yeah, couch. You think
2: it's easy to photoshop that plastic out? <laughs> <Yeah.
4: laughs>
2: two kitchens rock, by the way, yeah, in a house. Sorry. I don't care what anyone says. One of my clients called me this week and says the reason she wants to buy this house it's because her in laws are moving in with her. Right, and she go. loves the fact that it's got two kitchens. So
0: support local businesses and charities. Follow at Paul at PaulRashforth.com. Frank N. at MortgageBrokersOttawa.com. Have a great week, everybody. Have a great week, everyone.